Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Press Pass Podcast, a product of the Press Republican newspaper here in Plattsburgh, New York, in lovely Clinton County. I'm Editor-in-Chief Joe LaTemplio. I'm with my trusty night editor, Ben Rowe. And today we have a special couple guests with us, our new sports team. Eric Ryan and Drew Wemple are joining us today, and we'll hear from them in a little bit. Um, but first, we're going to go over a few things that happened recently and stuff that's in the news and and talk about what's going on. And Ben, I went to get um, apples at the orchard again. It's that time of year, and there was an incident. Did you get charged for using your card again? Exactly. I don't <laughs> like that. You go to a place, and now we're supposed to be transitioning to a paperless money or paperless money society, whatever it is. So you use your credit cards. You use Venmo and PayPal and all that stuff. So I use a credit card, and they're like, got to charge you 4% for using that. I'm like, why? <laughs> it, it just irks me. I don't know. Do you like it? I mean, I go to some places, and I get all ready to pay, and then they say, oh, we don't take cards. And I'm like, it's 2022. Why don't you take cards? Exactly. There is going against their own business, you would think, by yes. not taking forms of payment. Eric, what do you think? Yeah, it, it, threw me, it actually threw me off the first time I moved up here because I was sitting there thinking, because back in North Carolina, they don't have the extra charge for using your card between using cash. And so every time I'd ring it up and I'd go to use my card, like at Walmart, it would be like, you just see it right on the bottom, Ch- extra charge for yes. card. I'm going, what is this? <laughs> Not fair. On campus, they use a lot of uh, uh, PayPal and all that stuff. Oh, I just like to use my Cardinal card. Cardinal card. Because then it's not coming out of my yeah. own money. <laughs> yeah. Do you get charged for using cards? Uh, not that I can not that I can think of. It's usually, um, I'll usually just use my campus card for stuff like that. But if I really, if I have no, if I've taxed all my resources there, then I'll use my regular card. But they sometimes make a fuss about that, so I try to avoid it. Yeah, I just don't get it. I mean, I'm paying... Um, that's it's they're getting payment and they have to make these transactions with the credit cards anyway, so they got to charge <laughs> everybody. Um, it just irks me. I don't like now, it. Now, Drew, it's the fact that I'm probably gonna be showing my age here, but at campus, they still have dining dollars and cardinal cash, or is that one thing now? Yeah, they have like five or six forms of payment there. <laughs> There's like cardinal cash, express dollars, uh, dining dollars, meal swipes. <laughs> I get it all mixed up myself. Usually I just name one out, and if they say I don't have it, then I'll just name the next one. (laughs) There are some, and maybe some senior Plattsburgh grads listening might remember, is that back in my day, there were dining, cardinal cash and dining dollars. And for the most part, people would use their cardinal cash because that applied to downtown businesses and that kind of thing. You can use it in the community. Dining, you can only use it in the dining halls and that kind of thing. But then toward the end of the year, the semester, they'd have all these dining dollars saved up because they spent all their cardinal cash everywhere eating. <laughs> and then in the very like last week of finals or whatever, kids would just like 
dump all the Dining Dash at like the convenience store and just back in Cardinal Points, people come up with like armfuls and bagfuls of like chips and soda and that kind of thing. And literally, we could fill a table just people like dumping all their unused dining dollars. <laughs> unused uh, credits or whatever. Yes, yeah. It's just like, oh, well, if we have like $200 in snack food money, sure. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. Is, dining, is Cardinal Cash like a debit card? Almost, yeah. They It's like a X amount of dollars you put it on at the beginning of the year when you're doing your bill and tuition. Yeah. And you can use it at places like Subway, Bono's uh, Pizzeria takes it, um, Butcher Block takes it. It's basically kind of like when you don't want to use your money, you just go use that money and go get yourself something. Okay, meat. so it's part of your... Your SUNY bill? Yeah. Oh, okay. I could use that. <laughs> <laughs> Go downtown, get some cold cheese pizza at Bono's. Oh, yeah. yes. Cardinal cash. Just got to re-enroll. Yes. Nice. Well, speaking of uh, commerce downtown, uh, tomorrow, today's Friday, September 30th, tomorrow, October 1st, the new um, rules, I guess you could say, go into effect at the border with Canada, where... Traveling into Canada, you're no longer required to use the Arrive Can app, um, and you're not—you don't even have to be show vaccination proof anymore. Mm-hmm. I think, um, which will make traveling up there easier. They want uh, on this side for the U.S. to reciprocate and do the same um, for Canadian visitors coming here, um, which hasn't happened yet. Hopefully, they will. I mean, it's been two and a half years. They got to get this border situation straightened out, right? Well, now, have our sports fans been up to Canada very much? I I just have my passport. I haven't gone up there yet. I had the Arrive Can app to prepare to go up there, but then when I saw the rules coming rules coming down in October, I was like, "Well, I don't need this anymore." <laughs> right. I mean, I had I had plans to go my freshman year. I'm a senior now. I had plans to go to Canada for a banquet event. And it was one I was really looking forward to, and then two weeks beforehand, it all shut down. And I <laughs> yes. haven't, I've never been to Montreal, but I've been planning on it. Yeah, well, it's definitely recommended to go. Um, and that's the, the nice thing about living in a border town area, is we get the best of both worlds. Montreal's only an hour away. Um, you can go up there and do all kinds of things, uh, dining, entertainment, sports. Um, it's a magnificent magnificent city magnificent magnificent city (laughs) and uh canadians love to come here um people from montreal but a lot of folks that live south of montreal between the border and the city there's about um it's about 30 40 miles um the southern shore they call it of the river um those people uh, they come here a lot they come here to shop uh to eat uh make big purchases they have a lot of them have summer homes uh, boats, uh, recreation vehicles, and things like that. Um, that's a big chunk of our economy, our culture, and a lot of families. People are related. They come down here. So we need that fixed, and the U.S. needs to uh, reciprocate and make it easier for everyone to cross the border, just like it was pre-pandemic. It's been so long now with this pandemic, two-plus years, two-and-a-half years, um, and sometimes we forget about what it was like. What about pre nine eleven? I've heard that. even better, <laughs> even better. There were times when I went to Canada and uh, some of the small borders 
where I swear, I don't know if the car even stopped rolling. <laughs> and they're like, where are you going, Montreal? Okay, see you later. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> that was even better. Um, I don't know if we'll ever get back to that. Um, but it would be nice. It's interesting because before then, and even after 9-11, there's a town in Vermont, northern Vermont, um, Derby, Derby, Vermont, and St. Stansted, Quebec. It's literally right on the border. Um, the street, the main street in the town goes right, is the border. And there are people that live in Canada and when they back out of their driveway, they're in the U.S. <laughs> and the library has a line right down the middle of it. Awesome. Fiction sections in Canada, <laughs> non-fiction <laughs> sections in the U.S. And it's literally, you live on the borderline. Um, so houses had living room in Canada, bedroom in <laughs> That'd U.S. That'd be awesome. Um, they kind of cr- uh, cracked down on that a little bit um, <laughs> after 9-11. But can you imagine living in a town like that? All the, all the terrorists are sneaking across to this one small, quiet room <laughs> <laughs> the library. <laughs> I will say, though, is that, you know, the border guards, they do a very important job of keeping an eye on things. But I always end up getting so nervous, like at that, like at airports, is that I have no reason to be. But then the people, they'll be like, what are you crossing for? I'm like, um, I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm like, oh, God, <laughs> they're going to arrest me. <laughs> but no, it is it is a very, they are very courteous. And usually, yeah, they just, you know, how long you got to be up there. And um, it's for anyone, you know, who hasn't been, it's, it's not as intimidating as you think it would be. So No, I mean, you know, in the best of times, it's, it's uh, easy peasy. And you can enjoy yes. going up there anytime you want. Oh. That being said, if you can afford to go up at like nine in the morning, you will miss the bigger rush of like the afternoon. Is that sometimes you are sitting there for like half an hour waiting for the line to clear and that kind of thing? I I avoid the main border. I always go to the small one near the high school um, at Route two seventy six up near Northeastern Clinton High School. There's a little border um, station right there, and nobody's ever there. Hmm. Pro tip: go right there. <laughs> um, now your secret's out. Everybody yeah, and, and the Ross's Point border is not very busy either. Mm-hmm. You can go to that one too. Um, but the main one, if they have six or seven lanes open, then it's not too bad, but they don't always do that. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of nice weather, <laughs> yeah, today was really nice today. And I was downtown, and I noticed there was people outdoor dining, um, which, why not? Take advantage of it. Um, if you're going to have last few nice days of summer, or early fall, and that got me wondering how long the outdoor dining season was going to be um, around, and I, I texted the mayor, and he told me uh, it goes to October 15th, so we have two more weeks of outdoor dining, which I think is a good idea, and Ben, you and I were talking earlier about the first year of COVID, how the, a lot of businesses, restaurants made extra steps to enhance outdoor dining with some you know, plastic Tents. shields like, yeah. and some heaters, and they even some places even give you blankets. Hmm. Um, I like eating outside. I don't know about you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, again, as I said, as we got a couple of weeks before it gets too cold to eat outside again. <laughs> yeah, why not? They eat outside in North Carolina, I'll bet. Oh, all the time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they'll have. Like I've seen like places like SIP, they'll have their window open where, you know, it's like you're inside, but you're still getting the outside feel. Yeah. But yeah, North Carolina, doors are open, windows are open. 
You're sitting anywhere you want to. We were in Asheville mm-hmm. last Christmas. This is Christmas. And it was about 72 degrees. And we <laughs> ate outside at a nice pizza place. It was awesome. Asheville's a great city. Yeah, Asheville's nice. Very nice. Yeah, it's it's it, you get a you get a taste of the big city, but you also get the taste of the mountains because it's right there, yep. in the, right there near the Appalachians. Yeah. Uh, for those of you who don't know, that's where Eric's from. Yeah, <laughs> he's a Tar Heel. I'm, yes, I am. <laughs> Born and bred, proud of it. <laughs> so um, on that note, yeah. So right here, have you eaten at any restaurants? Oh, open up here. All of basically every restaurant on. Margaret Street, I have dabbed in because I live maybe a five minute walk from from downtown. Ooh, yeah. So anything from Alecas to Bonos to Incas to Sip to Twisted Carrot, you name it, I've probably eaten at. Incas? Yeah. Which one's that? It's right beside, uh, it's just past Bono Pizza. Oh, it's a sub shop. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. And okay. it's it, probably arguably the best subs I've ever had. Really? Yeah. Ooh, nice. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, it used to be called something else. It was it was a sub shop. I can't remember what it was called. Yeah, I vaguely remember that. Yes, the sandwich shop, or something like that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I think you're right. Yeah. What no, about what's Drew? What's your go-to dive downtown? Uh, depends on the time of day or night. <laughs> um, Bono's usually never really misses. Um, yes. The one place I always wish I got to go to, but I think it closed right before my uh, time here, was the Bagel Pit. I think it's called. It's right down there. Everybody used to tell me it was such good breakfast, and they shut their doors right before I got here, so I never got to that one. And I heard 20 Below, another really good deli. They made the best breakfast sandwich ever, in my opinion. They're apparently closing their doors, too. They just shut down, too, yeah. I'm losing my favorites here. (laughs) (laughs) The breakfast sandwich market is You go to Zook's? I do, yeah, every now and then. Yeah, I like Zooks. Plus, yeah. it's close and convenient. I like it, too. Yeah. They're good subs, yeah. and they're nice. Oh, yeah. Um, now, what restaurants do they still have on campus? Is that... Um, well, when I got here my freshman year, they had the Subway mm-hmm. right inside the ACC, and uh, they had a place called Griddles, which if you wanted a good, greasy breakfast sandwich, mm-hmm. you'd go there every Saturday <laughs> morning. But as of right now, it's um, it's really just Clinton or uh, Kent if you want a nice sandwich. So didn't they used to have like a smoothie place or a yogurt place or? I think it was right inside the ACC's um, little like Express Mart, their little mm. convenience store. They used to have an ice cream place, but they lost that too. So no. yeah, sad. <laughs> Um, we talked about this before when I was at Plattsburgh State. What? <laughs> they actually had a bar. On campus, what? Mm-hmm. Um, it was called the Point. It's where I don't know what's there now. Um, Sundowner. Oh, was that what the Sundowner is? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that used to be a bar. Yes, mm-hmm. there was a bar there, and um, it back was in the Animal House days, <laughs> open until four a.m. <laughs> right on campus. It was it was pretty pretty probably fun. like bumping to your professors there or something. And like, yeah. You certainly could. Not the worst place to bump into them. Um I liked it because it was right on campus and you didn't have far to stumble home. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which uh it was convenient. Um but what about Saratoga? They got some good places down there. Oh yeah. Uh pricier places. Yeah. I'll call them that. But uh I was from just like Five ten minutes south of Saratoga in uh, Burnt Hills, New York. So that's okay. where I grew up. And Burnt Hills was a town that 
we had a pizza place and that was about it for um, for food and stuff to do. But in Saratoga, I try to avoid it in the summertime because of track season. And everything. Yeah, it, but, it can get crazy. Yeah, but if I'm going for food there, I'm going to Druthers. Druthers? Mac and cheese. I've heard of that. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> We're going there. <clears throat> Saratoga in two weeks. Oh, that's true. Yeah, we could stop by there. Yeah. What's in Saratoga? There's a uh, New York... Or Journalist Association of New York uh-huh. is having their annual banquet. And, oh, uh, yes. I'm on the board of directors, I guess. Um, <laughs> of all the places to go for a banquet, Saratoga is yeah, right up there. Yeah, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, um, uh, the only other big story that, that caught a lot of attention this week was Robin's story about the FB-111 that yes. had an emergency crash landing, so to speak, at the wrong airport in Clinton County 50 years ago. I don't know if you guys saw the story or not. Um, run out of, um, what is it, run out, out of runway? Out of runway. Yes. And FB-111, when the Air Force Base was here, that was a fighter bomber that was uh, stationed here. It was a, um, uh, they call it a fighter, but it was really a bomber. It was mm-hmm. like one of the latest ones that the it Air was. Force came out with at the time. It was really high tech. And trained, they were student pilots, they were learning, and uh, they were flying on a mission, and they came into land, I guess it was really dark and stormy and foggy, and they got confused, and they wound up landing at the Clinton County Airport, which is the Plattsburgh Airport, the old one, instead of the base. Which is like a big (laughs) (laughs) no-no. And the runway was so much smaller, that big jet uh, couldn't make it. And it went off the runway into the woods. Uh, yeah. They survived. They were okay. But it was like a big deal and it became a big Air Force legend. Um, well, and part of the legend being that then they had to find a payphone and call yes. over to the base and say, hey. Two dimes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't just pull out the cell phones. <laughs> yep, yep. Because uh, they, they had payphones then. You put a dime in, you make a call. And the navigator had one dime on him and he went and he had to run to the airport terminal which is this building about as big as this room <laughs> and make a call and he called the command and they're like we can't talk we just lost an aircraft we're busy and they hung up on it he called back he said yeah it's us don't hang up <laughs> we're okay but he had to run back to the airplane and get another dime from the pilot so from then on whenever they would shuttle the crews out from the base to the flight line to get on their mission and the bus they had two dimes taped to the inside of the door <laughs> and so people it's ask, an air force thing and yeah. people who are out of town they're like what are the two dimes for well let me tell you a story <laughs> <laughs> about planes yeah and, and robin was great to do that story because she was in the air force at plattsburgh air force base mm-hmm. um when she first came here so she knew all about it which was really cool and yes and um Military people telling military stories is always a, a yep. kick. So, and, and speaking of which, so many people from the military around here that they they are into it, so they really like it. Especially tomorrow morning, Honor Flight. Yep, uh, flights forty two and forty three for North Country Honor Flight. Um, the veterans will be going to Washington D.C. to visit their war memorials. Um, should be a cool trip. They're starting with a motorcycle motorcade from the mall at six ten a.m. Tomorrow, there's about 200 motorcycles that will escort them to the Oval for the ceremony. And a World War II veteran is on this trip. Uh, a gentleman from St. Albans, Vermont. He was in the 101st Airborne. 
jumped into Normandy on D-Day. Um, he's going to be 100 years old, October 22nd. So tomorrow they're celebrating his 100th birthday <laughs> on the trip. So that would be really cool. So, again, everybody, if you get a chance, go to that ceremony in the morning at the Oval. It's awesome. You won't regret it. And these guys deserve it. Well, the only other thing I would say about that is the FB111 story reminded me of seeing Top Gun Maverick in theaters um, this summer. And is that hearing about, you know, people flying the fighter planes and that kind of thing. And just thinking that, you know, it's not really a spoiler, but in the movie, you know, Tom Cruise, his character kind of like crashes a plane or something like that. And it's just thinking that those planes, just one plane, cost like millions of dollars. Fifty million dollars. <laughs> and that's half the thing of that character is the fact that he's not just doing these tricks on like a cheap plane. Like if you make a mistake and you wreck a plane, you know, you're costing the military like millions of dollars. <laughs> so, I haven't seen that movie yet. You haven't seen? Wait, you I saw the original. I, saw, I haven't seen the I, new one. I thought you said you did. I, I was going to go, but I didn't make it. I would recommend it. I think I gave it like four stars in my review. Yes, so. you did. Yes. Did you see it? I haven't seen it. You boys? I haven't seen either of them. Oh. Uh, no. the, the original. The first one was classic. Yes, I'd be your wingman anytime. <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely. Um, but anyways, um, again, I want to say welcome to Eric and Drew, our new yes. sports team. Uh, how are you guys finding the local sports scene? It's definitely different. I came from uh, I came from a high school where Burn Hills Walson Lake High School, where sports were our thing. The school revolved around sports. It revolved around when the Friday night football game was, when our when our next volleyball game was, and everybody loved you know the student athletes and being you know their friends with them. So I kind of being you know young age, I can still relate to that a little bit, yeah. and it takes me right back to you know those Friday night lights games. So. I've really embraced it, and I've come to love it a lot, and I just still have more to learn about the ins and outs of the local sports now. Right. Well, that's good. I mean, it's great to have that passion and, yeah. and really enjoy what you're doing. And, Erica, it must be a lot different than North Carolina. <laughs> yeah, well, the first thing that threw me off was one of the first first games I covered was Saranac and Saranac Lake, a football game on a Saturday afternoon. When I'm thinking Saturdays are college football. No, up here, schools play, instead of Friday Night Lights, they'll play Saturday. But it's been it's been amazing. I mean, I've met all the coaches I've spoken to have been great and really open and helpful to us. See, just unlike for, for Drew, for me, it's like it's taken me back to when I used to play sports. Granted, that was 18 years ago when I was in <laughs> high school. <laughs> but it's fun. I'm enjoying it. It's 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 a new challenge every day. Exactly, um, and there's a lot of there's a lot of good things to cover up here. I mean, this is a pretty good sports area. Um, not to mention the local high school and college. We have Lake Placid right nearby. Um, UVM is Division One program in Burlington, and of course Canada, Montreal. So there's there's plenty to keep you guys busy, and uh, so far it's been great having you, and uh, we look forward to. Uh, uh, Many more times together. Um, I, did I tell you he reminds me of the Doritos guy? No, Joe, I don't think you mentioned that. <laughs> There's this commercial on TV about Doritos, and I swear, Eric, you look just like that guy. So yeah. If anyone needs a visual representation, just <laughs> picture the Doritos guy. 
Yeah, I've still yet to see the commercial you're referring to. So <laughs> when you say it, I'm just picturing somebody eating Doritos. It, it's it's more so you kind of look like them, but it's more so your mannerisms. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. I, yeah, we'll have to look up that commercial now. To find you like Doritos? Yeah, I like Doritos. <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> Although I will say is that actually on that note is that what are some local cuisines from North Carolina like? What do you miss? Barbecue. Huh, yeah, bar- okay. barbecue is the biggest thing I miss. Um, there's a there's a chain restaurant that's all over North Carolina. Joe, you might have seen it when you were there, Bojangles. Yes, sir. Oh, I miss their chicken. <laughs> and cornbread. And cornbread. And I would tell it, nobody look this up because you don't want to know what's in it, but there's this... There's this breakfast thing called liver mush. <laughs> okay. You don't want to know what's in it, but it just it tastes good. Good. Okay. Yeah. All right. And then the last one's just that. this this cherry soda cheer wine that Ooh. I that I drink a lot. That Ooh. isn't farther north than Virginia. Okay. Now, when I was down there, my my daughter's fiance was explaining the difference between. Is it vinegar-based barbecue? And western Western half of the state does a vinegar-based barbecue, and the eastern half of the state does a ketchup-based. Okay, it's yeah. it's wetter, wetter, yeah. whatever it is. Which yeah. one does do you prefer? Honestly, if it's barbecue put in front of me, I'll eat either one of them. <laughs> yeah, my kind of guy. Yeah. <laughs> now I think you missed the hub of a Michigan month, but have you had a Michigan yet? Um, I have not. No. Are you aware of the Michigan? I am aware of the Michigan, yes. <laughs> we got to work on that. <laughs> yeah, I, went, I actually went to Michigan's Plus and had lunch the other, other week. And when I got fries, they had the options, you know, like cheese, chili, chili, and cheese, Michigan. And I was going, hmm, I'll just do cheese today. <laughs> <laughs> no. Got to go with the Michigan sauce. Well, next year you can go to Michigan Fest and be all ready for that. So. You must have had them, Drew. No, just Whoa. plain hot dogs for me. That's yeah. all. So all I've ever done is what I was born, raised, on. <laughs> just a plain glizzy. I don't know if Michigan's extend all the way down to Saratoga. Ooh, maybe not. Do Stewarts extend not. all the way down to Saratoga? Stewarts? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We right. got one on every street corner. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> well, their headquarters is down there somewhere, isn't it? it? Yeah, I used to live probably. Two seconds from it, right in Malta. Wow! Big, big Stewart's building. It looks like a office. It looks like an office building, except it has the Stewart's logo right <laughs> on the front. So oh, you think you could go in there? And get a <laughs> get <ice> there. <laughs> Perfect. Well, in North Carolina, do they have sheets? Um, some places, yes. Okay. It's 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 like around Raleigh and some in Charlotte. It's kind of the northern parts of the state mm-hmm. have it, but it hasn't ex- expanded down. Do all of um, sheets? Sheets. It's, is that like the it's a convenience store mm-hmm. chain? Mm-hmm. That's a nice, nice one too. Um, North Carolina is the headquarters of Krispy Kreme. Yes, they are. <laughs> Joe yes, likes Krispy Kreme. <laughs> My brother lived in Pennsylvania for about twelve years, and he said Krispy Krispy Kreme came in there once. But Dunkin' Donuts had such a stranglehold on mm-hmm. the area that it had to close within three months. Ooh. Yeah. We have um, Duncan here. Yeah. Um, we don't have Krispy Kreme mm-hmm. in our. Is Tim Hortons still on campus? There is still a Tim Hortons okay. on campus. All right. I yeah. like Tim's. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes, the late nights in Cardinal Points and going down to get what do they call it, an iceberg or something like that, an ice, ice cap. Oh, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little 
Sloshy. It's Canadian. Oh, I, I, I've heard of Thin Orchestra. <laughs> I've heard of it. I just haven't eaten it. Really. Yes. No, it's all good. Are there any updates for sports coming up this weekend? Anything to, you're looking forward to for the rest of this upcoming? There's some football games tonight, right? Yeah, I'll be at a uh, I'll be at the Mariah versus Plattsburgh game tonight. Okay, that should be a good one. There's um, Peru and Osceola Valley as well, and Ticonderoga is hosting Saranac Lake. Ticonderoga is hosting Saranac Lake tonight. So, and there's one Saturday you'll be at. Right yeah, there. I'll be at the game tomorrow or Saturday between Saranac and Beekman Town. Okay. Um, yeah, it used to be every game was on Saturday afternoon, except maybe one on a Friday night. Then only recently, in the last several years, did all these schools get lights. They all <laughs> they got they redid their fields with the turf and the lights, and now we have Friday night lights. Um, and now everybody wants to play under Friday night lights. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that, that's you know, I mean, from from a newspaper trying to cover all this stuff, it's a challenge. <laughs> yeah. But also, and I've talked to people from Section Seven about this. Sometimes they don't have enough referees. Yeah, for all those games uh, in one night. Well, I can't remember if it was you that mentioned it, but I remember right before the season started, they said there was this, there was the thing that went out that said not everybody can play Friday nights, just so they have. They have to split them over Friday and Saturday right. so that there are enough refs to cover the games. Yeah, I mean, Friday night is nice. You know, parents can go after work and everything. But Saturdays for years was fine, too. So, either way. Um, but anyways, you guys will be busy on, uh, again tonight. Friday night is our big night. So, mm-hmm. we'll uh, cut, cut this off here and let you guys get back at it. But thanks for joining us. Um, we'll have you, uh, have you on again sometime, mm-hmm. hopefully soon. Yeah, thanks yeah. for having us. Sure thing. And Ben, where can people listen to us? People can listen to us at PressPublican.com. You can check out the sports section while you're there. Um, You can find us on Apple Podcasts, um, SoundCloud, all the places you get your favorite podcasts from. Absolutely. So thanks, everybody, uh, for listening again. Our 74th edition of Press Pass Podcast. Almost 75 episodes. Yeah, we're getting there. And tomorrow's October 1st, a new month. So happy October, happy fall, everybody. And thanks for listening, and until we meet again, we wish everybody a little weak side help.